That, did you did you get a chance to watch extra- Extraction Two? Oh hell yeah! yeah it, it, it's it's almost there. He had a real gun, like shooting at helicopters and everything <laughs> on the train. Like it, it, it's it's there. It's getting there, man. Yeah, those movies you can't spoil for me because <laughs> we all know what's gonna happen. Right. <laughs> nah. mega Robo Godzilla is gonna come out. And- what what tripped me out is every time the hero gets broken. They just do a montage of push-ups, and that's how they, and that's how they get back fixed up. <laughs> remember, remember, Dark Knight Rises, his whole back was broke. <laughs> hey man, them, them jail workouts, man, they do it every time. This dude was dead in the river and did some push-ups. <laughs> he hey was man, back. You, ain't, you ain't never seen nobody come out of jail, bro. <laughs> Yeah, man. The, the pin workout. <laughs> oh, man. Well, let's go ahead and jump into it, fellas. What up, what up, what up, what up? It's Three Brothers No Sense, your favorite barbershop-style podcast. I am Tavares Ferguson, a.k.a. Ferg. Join my co-hosts, Buff and Rozzy. Fellas, tell us what's on your mind. I think I think what Rozzy has is interesting, so I'm going to get my little stuff out the way. First off, we've been gone for a minute, so I hope all the fellas had a great Father's Day. I hope you were acknowledged like you deserve to be. Um, Merrick Garland, what are you? What are you doing? Now I don't want no smoke with the FBI, so I'm not gonna really talk about them too much. But there was an article that came out that said that he was resistant to investigating 45 because it would have come off as anyone has seen partisan. And to me, that really speaks on the power of Fox News and the, the right wing media. We always hear there's this liberal media bias, but I'm telling you. The right wing is right there with them. The fact that they've pushed this narrative that anything you do against 45 is partisan. Even if he breaks the law, if you hold him accountable for it, then you're somehow being partisan. Our the our national justice system, who we depend on to hold the most powerful people accountable, were scared to go after someone because they were afraid he was going to look partisan. But then they also try to tell us with a straight face, straight face that no one is above the law. I think we have always known that that's not true, and this proved it. So, just want to talk uh, on it. I don't want to criticize FBI too much because I don't want any. Problems well, <laughs> I, I, I think I think it is partisan at this point. You think? I mean, I mean because it, it's it's only the Dems. Are gonna go after him? Like it's just oh, yeah, like yeah, mm, yeah. It, yeah. It, 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 it's it's not the partisan that we know and love, or the the, the version of partisan. It's like that's a good point. Everybody else is just going. It's like mm, I gotta let him slide without the damn. Like without the damn, nobody's gonna hold him accountable. Right, right. So exactly. So yeah. it is therefore partisan mm-hmm. or partisan light, partisan extra. I don't know. You know. Whatever it is, it's those only people that's gonna hold them accountable. Yeah, because worst case no. scenario, they could just do like uh, Biden did and let the justice system work, and then get their son off after fact. You know, they can do it like that too. <laughs> yeah, that, that's the other point I wanted to bring up. He's catching it from both sides. Like he's catching <laughs> it from the Dems because he was resistant and going after forty five. He's catching it from Republicans because they feel like uh, Hunter Biden got off easy. Yes. Now they're pro, now they're pro now they're woke, right? <laughs> right. Well, you you we, didn't let the niggers get off good yeah, away with it. Yeah, it's like I was so, say, we we got some members bringing up how minority uh, people have not gotten away. Yeah, and, and they it, did like it, three it months. It was hilarious. It, like they they had like yeah, Lauren yeah. Lauren Hill and Fat Joe. They did like three months for tax evasion or whatever. They got Hunter Biden for failing to what failing to file taxes. Like, I got a fine for filling the file taxes one year. So, I mean, it, it is what it is. I don't think they're the same in that. So, but at the same time, I think they should stick with it and getting all those black people pardoned or 
uh, reparations for being in time. Like they don't want they don't want it the reverse. They don't want like you know what if he can get away with it, we should excuse the minorities as well. It's no no treat treat him like a minority. <laughs> is basically the message I got from him. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's all I got, man. Other than just to remind the listeners, make sure you subscribe. Three brothers, no sense on any and every podcast platform you can find. Yeah. Okay, Rizzy, what you got? Um, let's see a couple things. You know, Juneteenth just passed, and I want to shout out Toyota for celebrating Juneteenth. They uh, put watermelon in the break room and said, here y'all go. Um, and that was it. That's all they served. So they ended up on the news. The the my, <laughs> the, the black employees uh, called them out and got the news out there, and they found out that at that plant, the entire DEI, DEI council is white. The black. The, the, <laughs> I was trying to hold my last. The, the black employees. The black employees said said something when they were like, "All they serve was watermelon," and the DEI council laughed at them. And when they told the managers, the managers laughed at them. So obviously, you know, Toyota don't really care about Juneteenth. And and listen, listen, well, you you as I'm sure we at some point will discuss this submarine that went Titanic searching. Black people make a joke out of everything. Everything. And <laughs> someone posted that their job only served them pretty much similarized, except they had fried chicken as well. And people, black people were posting memes like me going to get another plate, <laughs> knowing I'm supposed to be offended. <laughs> I think they served like collard greens, fried chicken, and watermelon. Like, yeah, but was it good? <laughs> yeah. Now, where did you get the fried chicken from? <laughs> so, there's a couple of things I got on that. First of all, I, I feel some sort of way about Juneteenth and anybody that celebrates it. Here's a hot take. If you've never been in Houston, Texas or Galveston, Texas or the surrounding area for Juneteenth, you cannot truly appreciate Juneteenth. This is why. Because the, the premise of Juneteenth is, is that these are the last uh, slaves to hear about it or to be recognized as freemen. So this is two and a half years after the Emancipation Proclamation. So these, have you ever been to Houston in the summer? Yeah. It was 102 degrees on Juneteenth. Mm-hmm. So when you're in Idaho celebrating Juneteenth and it's a balmy 87, you don't understand what it's like to be 1865, 102 degree weather out here picking cotton. Somebody's like, oh yeah, by the way, you free. Two years ago. Like you don't understand how... Yeah, like you can have told us yesterday, last week, this spring before, like there is a certain amount of heat, like you can't appreciate how crazy it had to. I went outside Monday and I'm like, oh, I wonder what time they got the notice because it's 2.30. It's hot as hell. When I went outside at, at this morning, it was eight, 83 degrees. Hopefully they got it early that morning. It's like, they did they work a full shift? Did they, you know, like, did they get a, a partial day? Like, dog, like, you can't, like, you can't really appreciate, like, being outside in this heat and realize, like, we don't got to do this shit no more. Like, it's a certain level of appreciation. So that's my thing. Until you come to Houston or Galveston or the surrounding area for Juneteenth, hold your Juneteenth celebration. Like, you can't truly appreciate it until you're in it. Secondly, are we banning Toyota now? Because I got two Toyotas. You know, we we well we don't we got so we're, we're Toyota's cool. I, they'll, I, I don't, they'll, they'll they'll clean it up. I I I I don't I don't get it. Like just it. What can we do? Watermelon. Yeah, yeah, and that that just comes from yeah, that, that, like that shows why you need diversity and inclusion on any type of celebration, but it, especially a minority driven holiday. You should have some diversity on that planning committee like I, I would hope a black person sitting on that planning committee would be like nah we're not just doing watermelon we can do watermelon because watermelon is delicious but no no just don't do it we can do watermelon Tuesday we do watermelon June 20th <laughs> <laughs> for everybody watermelon is new I don't like it but delicious and nutritious from what I hear so you do that on June 18th June 20th not like do they serve watermelon any other day <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> exactly, but nothing's funnier than because you, Byron, you were talking about how black people make a joke about everything. 
So we're talking about it right then. Imagine, imagine we all work for Toyota, and Byron's the first person in a break room. <laughs> Could you imagine <laughs> the emails and the text messages, bro? <laughs> have you been to the break? Nah, but what's going on? No, no just go to the break room. Nah, dog, I'm be- n- n- go to the break room. Like those conversations alone are worth it. Like I just I just want to because you know there's some black workers and but then on the flip side it's some white person and it's like oh watermelon great like probably not even understanding <laughs> how offensive it is. <laughs> hey hey Orazio, you know they got watermelon in the break room. <laughs> Happy Juneteenth. <laughs> they they didn't even recognize they haven't connected the dots. <laughs> hey, I brought you some watermelon. They were. It was a line. <laughs> oh man! Oh my God! I just can imagine like being there. There's there's certain points in time that to me are just like so memorable because what has to be going through your mind in the real conversations around it, like when the best songs are written and played for the first time, like the video Jay Z here uh, "Dirt Off Your Shoulders" the first time, like th- that's a moment we like. Damn, like you feeling it. This is one of those moments where you like. Oh, watermelon. <laughs> so I would love to have been a Toyota employee just for that. So do we, if we have any Toyota employee listeners, please share um, your memes and your uh, text message threads. We will. We promise to block it out and not put you on blast. But I got to hear what y'all was saying. Yes. Yes. So uh, my bad, Raz. I know you were you were talking about the. No, oh, no. Y- y'all brought up the submersible, uh, the Titanic submersible, uh, and the five folks. I don't know if you guys have seen. They did. Uh, they announced them as dead. And again, like Byron said, black people will make a joke out of anything. I'm just gonna say it. I really don't care when rich people die doing dumb. Shit. Wow. Wow. Well, it um, it kind of reminds me of uh, what one of our followers had to say about. Uh, I didn't forget Jackie O's death, the one, the woman who got the surgery and wound up dying. And she was making the point, albeit an unpopular point, but she was making a point that we all take risk all the time. Some risks are higher than others. And so when someone knows the risk that they're going to take, but still willingly go through with it, then how sad should you be? And I would assume she would apply that theory to this. Like, I'm I am very fascinated with the Titanic. Like, there was a point I was like in this Titanic wormhole. I was watching all these YouTube videos on it, and I came across the uh, what you call it again, Roger? The, the, the submersible. The submer- the submersible. And so I, I I watched the video on it like several months ago, long before this, and they were pointing out all the flaws in it and how many of the uh, trips that they had to cancel at times because this wasn't right and that wasn't right. But people were still paying all this money to to try and go see it. But they knew the risk. So while I, I don't think it's fair to go as far as to make a mockery and jokes, and admittedly, I have laughed at a couple. Um, I, don't, I don't think that's fair to do that. But at the same time, yes, th- as Ab Tay said in her post, we do all take risks. I just came back from Miami. I got on a plane. So if that plane had a crash, do people get to say, well, he you knows planes can crash, so that's on him. You know, if that risk is high as going deep into the unknown to try to see a ship uh, from over 100 years ago. It is over 100 years ago, right? It was like 1923? Yeah. What was it? Somewhere around there. Something like yeah. that. Yeah. So... Some risks are higher than others, but I don't think we should make a mockery. But yeah, I do get when people say, hey, that's on them. They knew the risk. Yeah, I, I, I mean, it. and of course, thoughts, prayers to the family. But obviously, the family wasn't too worried because one of the sons went to the Blink 182 concert. So they weren't as worried either. So, I mean, it, it's, it's definitely sad. I mean, let, let's be honest. But again, they're going to catch these jokes. It is what it is. Yeah. And I think there's, there's levels to the risk, you know, and you never want to see anybody die. Even if they make less than wise, unwise, 
dangerous choices, yeah. unnecessary choices. So it's like driving, you know, to be in today's society, especially in the, most of these major cities, you have to drive to get around. So there's driving, there's driving drunk, there's driving drunk and fast. There's having a freaking crazy sports car that goes zero to 60 in 1.2 seconds and driving 150 miles an hour and getting like, there's a lot of different, like you can't, you, you wouldn't put a same, somebody who's driving cautiously and gets in an accident, fatal accident, the same way as you would do somebody who was drunk driving in a sports car driving recklessly like these are two different situations yes they were driving there's calculated risk there's there's in heightened risk like you said you know people are adventure seekers you know they go skydiving and do all those things there's other ways to get you know your you know your rocks off adventure you know your adrenaline pumping but when you take these crazy risk and something happens my, my heart and prayers always to the family and those around her, but at the same time, it's like, yeah, that's why I don't. It's it's a reminder of like that's why I don't do that. And while I did point out that black people don't take anything seriously, a lot of you white people need to be quiet because your ancestors pointed at our ancestors as they hung from trees. You also made jokes about Trayvon Martin and signed skittle bags from George Zimmerman who killed Trayvon Martin. And you made jokes about George Floyd. So shut the f up with any criticism uh, you have. The, the first lady, Obama, mm-hmm. uh, like it never, it never stops, you know, unwarranted, you know? So, uh, what else you got, Razzy? We're going to talk about the flash. <laughs> I'm not, let's do it. Actually, let me let me jump on this one first. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. The hot take of the week with uh y'all favorite basketball player and his uh alleged not the baby mama. Oh, oh. I forgot all about that already. <laughs> Bruh, Zion uh Zion Williamson. It was Williamson. Mm-hmm. Mariah who plays Mills. for the yes, who plays for the New Orleans Pelicans is under a lot of scrutiny right now because. His former girlfriend, whatever, uh, has shown her displeasure with his current new situ- situation with having a, uh, getting another woman pregnant. And she has been going ham. And it's just been crazy. I mean, she's had thousands of tweets from understand. They actually shut her Twitter down because she eventually got to the point where she was threatening to release sex tapes. Um, and she was mad because for one, I guess he stopped paying her. Uh, from my understanding, he was paying her uh, about one hundred and seven thousand dollars a month. And so, uh, somebody brought it up really well for me. It was like, at this point, it's transactional. It's like if you're paid and you're you're accepting everything that goes with it, then it's transactional. You can't get you really can't get mad because she was somebody like I'm not gonna. St- I used to come to New Orleans. You used to have me locked in hotel rooms. I'm not doing that for you. Well, you know, you were willing to do it for $107,000. And it wasn't a problem when you did it for, I guess, the better part of two years. And now that you're not getting the bag anymore or somebody else got the bag, uh, you're upset. How do you guys feel about this? Uh, this? Because some people are feeling her like he shouldn't have cheated on her. And I'm like, mm, he was, you know. Well, I, I don't think they were official. Exclusively. Yeah, yeah. She was She's, she was always the side chick, from what I can tell. And she was a porn star. I don't think we. I, I just want to go back and make sure people understand that. With a very bad BBL, but um, I don't I don't really think much of it, other than she to me has shown herself to be not mentally stable. It seems. Like, like the first couple of days, it was funny. It really was funny. Like just watching her go through the different emotions and, and all this stuff and her shock and all this stuff. But after about day six or seven, it's like, yo, enough, shorty. Like enough. So he's single. You know, he he's allowed to do whatever he wants. Uh, she should have known that she wasn't like some main girl. They were never seen anywhere public. That's a telltale sign right there. Um, so 
she knew what it was. She just missing that money. So tough luck, nigga. That's always fubu. <laughs> <laughs> Right, you got anything? I, quick I don't have to say anything about else it? to say, man. It's it's just like you said, Buff. She knew what it was. She knew she was a side chick. She, you said it was transactional. It really was. I mean, you can't be mad that you lost. I mean, it is what it is. And truthfully, the thing about the, what's funny to me though is she wouldn't have lost if she had just kept her mouth shut. She would have. He begged her to shut up. He, he he was like, you could have still got your hundred and seven thousand dollars a month come locked up in the room you probably wouldn't have had to been locked up in the room as much because i got this main chick now so ultimately she fumbled the bag when she could have been living her best life and still getting the money yeah real quick my thoughts uh he's 22 i don't know what you expect from a 22 year old millionaire number one draft pick in the nba that travels a country and has his choice of women um i'll tell you this when i was 22 broke in college and had nothing going for me I was doing the damn same thing like I don't know what you expect like I would have cheated I would have cheated on her at 22 with nothing you know what I'm saying I don't know what what, what makes you I don't even gotta do that I don't know what makes you things like this 22 year old dude who's a king of the world is about to be faithful to me where they do that at like I don't know what makes her think that was even a possibility you know he's supposed to she should have been like you know I know you're out there doing your thing you know you're 22 but you come home to me yeah you you put me up you ain't doing like you don't be spending don't be spending money on these other chicks out of that go do you boo boo just don't get nobody pregnant like if that was a talk that's different I can respect that to a certain extent then my when I when somebody brought up the transactional thing I'm like yeah when I'm spending my money I do what I want to do my money like if I have a private chef and I want to go to freaking Ruth Chris the next day, my private chef can't get mad at me for going to Ruth Chris. <laughs> like, like this, you, I'm paying for this. This is what I'm paying for. And I'm like, the only monogamous uh, transactional relationship I've ever been a part of is my, with my barber. Like, that's the only place I can't go. Like, that's, the only, that's the only. That's the only person I pay. I can't cheat on. <laughs> I'm like, dog. What is? What is? What is? She got to read the fine print. So. Let's keep a party going. So, man, have you ever done that uh, though, where you were going to your barber and you had to like get, go to another barber for something? You out of yeah. town, something, and you come back like a month later, and he sees that you know, wait a minute, it's not growing out enough. <laughs> you must have gotten another cut between the last time oh, yeah. I saw you. <laughs> and, and they move, they move your line different from where. And so for him, he kind of turn you around, move your head. It's like it's, it's the, it's like the person when you a relationship when you cheat and she. She uh looking through your, your wallet and everything. So I've been caught cheating on my barber a couple of times. So and he didn't go, he didn't put me on blast on Twitter either. But the flash, real quick. Flash. Flash. Uh it's up. That, that's I, that's all I can say. It, it's my God. I'll give it a five. I, I say I'll give it a five out of ten. Cause it, it wasn't a Tubi movie. It wasn't to the point where you're like, oh my God, I can't watch it. It was watchable right it was but for a blockbuster for a summer blockbuster when you're expecting that when you call it the flashpoint which is one of the most beloved like storylines in dc history like everybody loves flashpoint so when you take that you have like this this storyboard that's already set out for you and you screw it up it just hurts my heart like i it was hard to watch the CGI, I felt like I could have done better. I, Sophie could have done better with the CGI. It was just that bad. Like, you remember that baby that used to dance back in the day um, on like the 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 screen uh, saver yeah, or whatever MTV. MTV, MTV had a little dancing baby. I feel like that was actually better. What was that? Almost twenty years ago, that CGI was better than what they did for this. They had some babies and all that. It, it's it was horrible. The the love line or the the you know romantic subplot that was supposed to have been there you didn't care about because there wasn't enough time in that it it's just oh my god it's so much bad in there I will say Michael Keaton and um the the Sasha Kali or whatever her name is that plays Supergirl awesome job they did a really good job I would see them back I would love to see them back in those roles um not in this 
universe, not in with. I, I never liked Flash anyway. I never liked um, Ezra Miller as the Flash. We talked about that, I think, when we were talking about Justice League. But this right here, this shit right here, man, it is horrible. Horrible. Bert. Uh, I guess it was comical. But when I think about it, I think the comedy was in how bad it was. Yeah. So I'm like, I thought they were trying to make a joke and comical. I'm like, no, nah, they're serious. Like, it's just, it's, it's. The movie's almost like a satire of the Flash. <laughs> like it's like that big. It sounded like they were. It was like they were making fun of the Flash yeah. itself. Um, Batman, I guess, was the best character. I wasn't too impressed with Supergirl. Maybe because how they brought her out, I was just kind of like, I just, um, it was, ah, it was just so bad. I mean, I was just. Like, I, I forgot it was coming out, and I was at the theater. I was going to go see Transformers. I'm like, the Flash is out. I was talking about that. I want to see that. I know Rise is probably going to see it this weekend. Let me jump on it. I, I went to see it opening night, Thursday night. Yeah. It was horrible. Mm-hmm. It was it was, it was was bad. It was it was, it was was so, so bad. So, so, so bad. Um, I can't think of the, the ring was cool. Maybe. Oh yeah, yeah. Maybe? The ring. Yeah, you know, the ring with the. With the uh, that, yeah. that was that was the coolest part. Yeah. That was the coolest yeah. part. Now, Young Barry was funny but annoying. Yeah, I did. I didn't like like but that laugh. Got, like, he it was, was. It was just. Oh man, that laugh like made. Like, was, like he was just. He started off funny, but became like, dude, like you can't be this annoying. You can't be this lame. Yeah, and that, um, so, that's one thing I did. I did um, say I did like the growth of Barry throughout. Like the Barry at the end of the movie was more like the Flash that we would want to see. Which one? Uh, real Barry? Real, or real Barry, as Barry. He, like, like as he saw how annoying he actually was and, and he started growing up and the, the weight of everything okay. and came, he actually started to become like a real Flash. And maybe that's why they were saying they were thinking about keeping him on and continuing it because they, they had reset that annoyingness of the Flash that everybody kind of complained about in Justice League and in this movie. Uh, but it, it's it was too little too late there wasn't this gravitas from like oh my god i changed the world and it's gone to shit and so i need to get back and change and, and change it back like when if you ever go and watch the actual cartoon flashpoint you'll see what i'm talking about where this movie versus that is just totally totally different like you don't you don't have a feeling. I didn't care they, they changed the storyline and everything yeah yeah like i didn't care if anybody died in this movie the only thing that was similar is they went back in time. I think that was that is as close as they got to, you know, yeah. so everything. Well, so. I mean, when you think about it, the 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 war. So you know, they had the Kryptonian War versus the Atlanteans and the um and the the Amazons in the cartoon. So they had a war, but they, they and they use that as a replacement. But I don't understand why. Like I I, I don't get that. It would have been much much cooler to but come I mean, back. Every every movie has gone, like a. But every there's always like this big bad that's either starting the war or taking over the world. Like it wasn't, it was completely different to me. Mm-hmm. So, but let's move on. I'm tired. I've I've talked about this movie more than I would like to. <laughs> I'm annoyed. Sophie, let's go. Let me go grab it. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. 
Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Buff, what happened to your name? You broke it. You broke his name? Oh, you know what? I didn't change it like I usually do. Oh, good. He <laughs> usually says buff. I'm going to change it back next time. <laughs> How dare you. <laughs> well, I got a good joke. Let me be the judge of that. <laughs> I will never buy anything with Velcro. Because it's a total riff-off. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't have the joke either. Very well. <laughs> it was the first time in all the times that I've been here that I've actually remembered to get the joke. And I remembered to get the joke, so he didn't know it either. Mm-hmm. Nice. Well, I didn't have a chance to think about it. You just, but you know. Well, if I let you guess it, then it's. Yeah, she don't. She, she... Yeah, she don't want us to guess it. She's not giving you time <laughs> anymore. Well, then, then it's, it's like, that's how jokes work. <laughs> well, who wants to go first? I got one I want to do. Okay. You want to go first then? Oh, sure. Because this was, was bothering me. <laughs> I don't think we've talked about this before. We maybe kind of hinted around this subject. But I saw a post, and I don't agree with the, the statistics. Well, I, I'll let y'all figure it out. So I saw this post the other day, and it reads. God dang it. I just lost my, my, my post. Uh, if a man abandons his kids, it's ninety percent of the mother's fault. Kwabini Kwabina says that he is a. Uh, I want to say he is a Ghanaian musician, guitarist. Um. So, I wanted to get your guys' thought on: Is there ever a reason? For somebody just to, I guess, stop. Um, not saying they should, but um, I don't want to work that. I understand it, they still shouldn't do it, but um, you know, in those instances where the the child's mother is being unreasonably difficult and any type of interaction. Uh, you know, resolves in arguing, uh, just non-peacefulness, and just every effort that you ever try is 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 uh, pretty much repelled. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Then again, you 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 should always fight to the better end to be in your child's life, no matter what. But hey. I've never had to deal with that. I don't know what capacity I could uh, deal with in 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 total. So it's easy for me to say that, and it sounds good. But um, you know, I'm sure there are some in- instances where men are like, you know what? I'll, I'll try to reach out to him when he's of age, and I don't have to go through her. And should there be any? ramifications on or consequences for the mother. I'm not just saying mother because it could be the reverse. The parent who has the kid uh, the custodial parent for blocking or making a relationship with the child more difficult. Should they be held responsible for that? I I think so. Um, I mean it's why are they keeping them away right it it, and i get it sometimes it's hey you're not paying your child support so you're not getting a kid right or or it could be you know hey you're abusive to me you're not going to be around my child without me there type thing right and and so or our child i don't trust you to be around the child our child without somebody there because you were abusive to me or whatever i didn't send you to jail but you're not going to be around this kid. Um, so I, 
I think the person, the, the the custodial parent, does have a little bit of onus on whether they that other person can be in the life holy, right, without supervision, that type of thing. But I, to your initial question, I don't think there's a, ever a point that you should stop. Like you said, Buff, it's I need to if I got to go to court and say, hey, what are my visitation days? When are they going to be and hold you accountable? Whatever. You should be working to be in that child's life, right? It's your child. You should be in that child's life. And I I kind of see where that thread or that post is going. I, I definitely agree that, that 90% is way too high. That There's no way that 90% of the onus or the, the problem is on the father or the, the non-custodial parent but not wanting to see the child or not being in the child's life. Um, it, 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 or the, the custodial parent no, is what he said. It's on the mother, right? Yeah. It's on, it, that, that's stupid. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's just 100% dumb. So no, I don't, I don't think, um, it's that women will allow a lot of stuff, uh, and still let those guys in their lives. They, they will, they might make it hell. They might make it annoying, but they'll let them in the life. Right. And, and, and so I, I don't agree that 90% of it's their fault. I, I just don't. Um, I mean, because there, a lot of times there is something that guy is doing or not doing. And, and the reason I think you should fight like hell, because who, who determines, you know, if she's how unreasonable she's doing, like there could be some guys, if the baby mom says, Oh, you, you can't come by at six. Can you come by at eight and still? And guys, blah, I tried, mm-hmm. I can't do it. You know what I mean? So, you you definitely should always try and like you say, Rise, ninety percent seems made up. Hundred percent dumb. It seems made up. Yeah, yeah, but you know we, that's how we make up numbers and yeah. surveys and all this stuff. But because um, eighty percent of the time, um, <laughs> no, I, I agree, um, and to a certain extent with both of you guys. Yeah, you should try as much as you as possible. But at the end of the day, people are still human. Like you have to protect your. This this is the only thing in the world that there's to people. There's no excuse for saying I can't do this anymore. I can't deal with this situation anymore. You know your job, marriages, school, like every other thing. You can like I I just I can't. And you got to think you're you're. We're assuming that everybody's mentally stable. Not like in a bad way, like that you're talking about abusive. I'm just like, at a certain point, I got to have my own peace. Like I, we move on. I'm married with a household and this is still bringing turmoil to my household where every time I talk to my ex-wife or my, you know, the ex, the baby mama or baby daddy, you know, depends on who has kids, custody of kids. There is a whole other situation that brings disruption to my house. And this this is a situation that happened 10 years ago. So I don't want to abandon my kids. It's not that you want to abandon your kids. But like, I can't continue down this path because it's hurting everything else. Now it's unfair to the wife and kids I have now. Right it, now it's 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 poison in this relationship. Um, And well, if you should have thought about that before you had you laid down with somebody. I don't think I can say 99 percent of the time when I lay down with somebody, I'm saying like, Okay, I hope this works out and we don't have kids. And if, if it doesn't work out, that she's going to be a great baby mama. And like, let's be real. Like, mm-hmm. let's talk about the way life really is. And rather than the way it's supposed to be, you know, um, a lot of times it's like I he might want to be there. And I'm not just putting it all on her, but or whoever the custodial parent is. I think you have to say at a certain point, people have to protect their inner peace, too. And are you being reasonable? You just say take them to court, but then there's still people that just make, you know, court. We all, we know the justice system when it comes to that, it caters to the woman, it protects the woman. So she can create, create very elaborate stories that changes the, the, the whole, the, you know, the whole dialogue is going to change everything. Um, even that he might be an abusive person to her, but because, uh, you know, in some of these cases, they might've been in a abusive relationship. Yeah, she hit him just as much as he hit her. But now I'm not gonna let you see my kid, the kid, because you're abusive. No, you likes to fight. Like, and the thing about <laughs> it is, 
my kid don't call me out of my name. My kid doesn't do this. There's no reason for me to snap because I, you know, I've been married going on 11 years. The argument me and my wife have, I can never see me and my, my kids having that same energy or, you know, like passion when it comes to arguing or whatever the case may be. So I would never hit my wife, but I would never argue with my kids with the same passion argue with my wife. Like you, you can't, you know, you can't say he did this and now he's a bad person when it comes to everybody around him. Man, you just don't mesh. Like you bring out the worst in me. Like it, this is, this is dynamic. And that's the reason why when we get around each other, we argue in front of kids anyway, and we can't do this. And it's how do you separate our relationship and the way we interact as from how I parent the kids? Because you want a co-parent, but of course, of the custodial parent, you have more say over certain things, you know, and child support. I don't even think, you know, he doesn't pay child support. Who's taking the court? Uh, garnish his wages. Still let him see the kids. Because if we're always talking about the kids are the ones that are suffering. Still allow the parent in the life. And you work that out with the court. That's when the court should come into play. Don't stop him from seeing his kid because he didn't give you $327 this month. You know, now you're justifying why he can't see the kid. Your dad is shit. Your daddy ain't shit. That's irrelevant. If he's going to be a parent and he wants a parent, let him parent. If he doesn't want to pay, you take it through the right channels for him to pay. Like those are paying and being a parent are two different things. I like that. That. And that, you go through the right channels. That's hard for people to to wrap their heads around, though. You know, because I, I mean, because if we were still together and I didn't have a job or I couldn't, I, I I could be like, we ain't doing it. We eating oodles and noodles this week or this month, right? Because I I'm not getting hours. Blah 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 blah. You can't do that when we're separated. I still got to pay this money no matter what, right? I still got to try to live no matter what. And I I, I agree there. It's like don't hold the child as hostage for some money. Our the child our the child's relationship to that other parent hostage. Mm-hmm. In the world, like, but you was the one that said it. Like it's like we're so conditioned that like you have to meet all these standards to parent. It's like no, I just want a parent. We can work the finances out later. Like we can work on like because you got to think, especially in these Tyler Perry movies, like dad might be in between jobs he just got out of jail he's trying to get back on get back on his feet but he can't pay child support he went to child support he went to jail because you sent him the you know he wasn't paying child support and all this stuff and now he can't see the kid you know those are the things you know you say the custodial parent a lot of times custodial parents try to leave the city leave the state leave like you still have all this autonomy of what you can do with a kid you know going back to um what was the movie? Best Man, Last Dance, whatever it was. Uh, when yeah. Old Girl wanted to move to the final Ghana. Chapters. Same thing. Yeah. When, when, when she was trying to move to Ghana, Nigeria, freaking the moon, whatever. It's like, this man is still, y'all didn't work out. He's still trying to parent. But you're going to do what's best for you. Because you need to protect your, your peace. You need to do all the stuff that's best for you. Like, I'm maybe I'm an asshole. I maybe that spoiled the whole movie for me, the, the, the series for me because I wanted him to fight. I did too. Yeah, I wanted him to fight. I didn't want that to be like no, and just to be the bigger person. Like let's let's talk about equality, equity. Like look, I can't stop doing certain things, so neither can you. Like my child needs to be around me. We need to figure this out. You know, um, there needs to be co-parenting then. Like that child, you can't move to Ghana. You can move to, you know, California and she'll be with you one year. Me the next. We got to figure this out. Something has to give. But no, that's neither here or there. Good question, um, though. So. Without a clear answer. Yeah. It, I the mean, the, the, there's, there's I mean, no clear so, answer to it. Because. But no, it's it's the, the, the comments were got to me. It was the. You know, there's never an excuse and all this stuff. And he should have thought about that before he laid down. I'm like, I'll make all these, you know, excuses. And there's some people like, well, if he was, if he had the freaking qualities of Debbie, she should have thought about that before she laid down with him, you know, uh, as well. That goes back to our a question we had a few weeks ago, you know, about uh, yes. child support and yeah. abortions and all that stuff. So, 
Who's up next? Uh, it doesn't matter. I can go. Razi, you can go. You can go. No matter. Yeah. I think Razi had what he wanted. No, nah, I mean, mine's a little serious, okay. so uh, I mean, we have a little bit more fun with yours. That'd be good. Man, I don't know how much fun this is. Um, <laughs> basically, uh, <laughs> what is toxic masculinity? And is that term overused? Flip it. Yes, it's overused. But I do think there is a thing as toxic masculinity. I I think toxic masculinity or hyper masculinity may be kind of the same thing. I, I feel like it's when folks feel like being a man gives them certain privileges that they can run over other people, right? Like, I'm the man, so I can tell you what to do and I can do something different um I'm the man so I can step out but you can't right I I'm gonna cheat on you but you're not you can't cheat on me toxic masculinity is you know you can't go out and have a good paying job if it inconveniences me right it's uh, it's all about that guy the males and that mentality of them feeling like they get privileges right same thing we talk about white privilege right i think that's what that toxic masculinity is that idea that male i guess privilege probably the best male privilege exists and they want to keep it that's really what i look at from a toxic masculinity thing they they buy into that um you know that's that's probably the easiest and simplest way i'll probably think of some other stuff once for kind of gives this um in there but yeah i'll just kind of leave it at that i don't even i like how you explain it i would have never thought about that i would have never linked toxic masculinity to male privilege i i think it's more so of a perceived like caricature or a stereotype of what we perceive what men should be so all the things that we all the things that we heard all the time it's like an amalgamation of like this is what men are supposed to do you know, the club, you know, go out with with a club, hit with over the club head. You're, you're the provider. You're all these things. You're trying to live up to these ideals that that put you as they put being a man before being a person. So we we don't identify as like we're all humans. We identify more so as here are the the, the characteristics I need to portray to be considered what the world or society deems a man but if it's I, you know I, multiple multiple women and all this stuff it's just like it's all these things you know because you know your your sexuality can you be hyper masculine or toxic masculinity you're like if you're gay because all of a sudden you're not this you're not this man's man like you can't you can have all the same like i'm a man i should be you know be still fed first and yada yada but you're not toxic masculinity because there's still these parts of you that don't fit this you're checking the box of what society deems men are supposed to be but but to that i mean most most of those check boxes you're talking about wouldn't be considered toxic if if you are being a provider right if you are providing a safe space if you are going out and working if you are excelling in in your job you know it it, those things doesn't they don't make you toxic so like being being that quintessential man isn't the toxic masculinity part I, i always look at it as it's those guys that's like you know women gotta be in the kitchen and all of this and that like that part of it is what I when I when I start thinking about the toxic side of it because because as my role as a man is to be a provider and a protect because a woman can do all that it's adulting and being a provider and a protector and a, a, a you know a partnership and a relationship like that doesn't make you a man those are the things that make you a freaking responsible adult so those are my things like we want to associate those traits with men and those things become toxic because she needs to be if I'm doing this she needs to be in the kitchen cooking cleaning stuff like that it's like dog why can't we both just be providers protectors you know all the same things why can't we just be equal in how we or we divvy out chores now like hey if you're better at providing and protecting that's fine 
you know, but it's like this is these are these roles. Like, even when you explain, it's like I understand what the passion comes from. It's like as a man, that's what I'm supposed to do. It's like, mm, you know, yeah, women can do the same thing. Yeah, and that, that's you know, that's why so, I was talking about the, the whole privilege or the whole I I got to do it because I'm a man. You got to do this because you're a woman type thing. It's it's really that right. It's it's that when you take it up yeah. that one notch to where I'm the only person that can do it. You you do those things. I do those things, and you know it's gonna i'm gonna hold you down to get keep to get my stuff that i'm supposed to be doing yeah and you can do all this stuff because you're a good person i think when you put the qualities that put your gender or gender roles above being just a good person and a good human being who especially in relationships that works towards building a established and successful relationship those are the things that are toxic it's like Define here are the defined roles because society told told me because like you know if you were a woman and you had the banking knowledge that you had the financial knowledge but your husband's like I'm a I'm a handle the money he's like no nigga this is what this is what I get paid to do like this is what a, but as a man you feel like you're supposed to do this and it's like and we talk about that sometimes like this is what we do this is what I do and we're all kind of to- once again I'm probably twenty two percent toxic. You know, we're going back to, you know, that conversation mm-hmm. we have, like about the isms. It's like, it's OK if you if you're less, less I'm toxic, light. like we're probably all somewhat toxic because we, we in our minds, we have defined roles of how we want the women in the world to move around us. That's just because we're all human and we're biased. But, you know, if somebody denies us those roles, it's a problem. Yeah. So, you know? so with that being said, on the flip side, is there a such thing as toxic femininity? These women yes, talking about the is, whole, but, but, oh, I'm in my soft life, da 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 da. I'm ready to get taken care of, yada yada yada. I, my man needs to make six figures, be six foot tall, blah 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 blah. Is that toxic femininity? If you can, if it's good for the goose, it's good for the gander. If a, if a man can do it, like it's it's all the same to me. Like it's the things that we can't say, but that's a whole other discussion. I feel like Byron's like head is just he's <laughs> he's vibing. He's about to give uh, us a real answer. Well, I, I definitely think it's overused. I think a lot of the oh, stuff yeah, that, that that Rizal described, a lot of times it's just a selfish person. That's like it's not necessarily like just pinned to just masculinity. It's just people have selfish ways. They're lazy. They don't want to do certain things and feel like the other person should do it. I also think toxic masculinity negatively affects men more than women or just as much as women, because I feel like it's a lot of male stereotypes that we have learned to be to to be harmful to us. Don't show emotions. Don't cry. Don't don't tell your son you love them. What, what are you going to therapy for? Man, walk that off. You ain't got time to cry. Go out there and work like all this stuff that we've been taught to suppress over the years and things like that affects us to where, you know, we're harming ourselves. Like we talked about the rise in black male suicides and things like that. So I think it harms us. It definitely harms women because when you suppress a lot of those, a lot of those feelings, if you're not harming yourself, then you're harming who's near to you, which is usually your spouse or significant other uh, in a physical manner. But, um, I, I, again, I think it's overused. I think almost it's almost become to the point to now if a woman disagrees with you on something, it's because you're toxic masculinity. It's, it's a new racist. Yeah. Yeah. It's a new racist. <laughs> you know, if you can't describe it any better, and it's, 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 it's the race card. It's funny you brought this up because I actually had this pinned as a question, somewhat of a question. Uh, my last visit, not this past one, the probably two weeks ago when I went to the barber. There was this guy, I guess he was a promoter and two young guys who are rappers. They were in there. They were talking about something very similar and they were talking about how black men are so messed up because we need more men. And the problem is 80 percent of y'all niggas out here got y'all game from a woman. And so, you know, they need more. And I'm like, but you just assume that the men are the solution to the problem, because the same thing we're saying is because if I grew up not recognizing or not knowing anything outside of let's replace the word toxic masculinity with this being a man for dummies 
Like it's just a checklist of what men are supposed to do. We're just going to keep passing on the same traits and characteristics. You know, oh man, how many girlfriends you got, nephew? Like when I was growing up, like we were expected to have multiple girlfriends. You're teaching me from a young age to be misogynistic and to be like uh, not to believe in monogamy. When we're growing, not even even the less harmful things about and Raza, you might have been a little different because you had a bunch of sisters around and your parents, your mama just made you do whatever. But the fact that when we're growing up, a lot of guys couldn't watch younger kids, especially young girls. Like they just assume like you're you're a twelve year old boy, you can't be watching these little your, your little four year old cousin, why? Because like you think I'm a pedophile. So guys aren't taught to be natural nurturers because for the majority of our life. We're not around to be the first kids you probably were allowed to be around were your dumb your own kids. Mm-hmm. Like you can watch anybody. You can babysit. Shelly and them could watch them. Yeah, you can. Yeah, Shelly and them could watch my Like you can play house. So the world taught me not to be a nurturer and all this stuff. And then like, ah, man, don't you know women are so yeah because you told me I'm I had my first child at thirty what thirty four. So for 34 years, I was taught not to be a nurturer. You know, I think we had this discussion years ago. It was like, you know, even like the younger, if you look at really young education, there's no real young male teachers. You probably don't see male teachers around that much unless they teach like art, music or art, something like that until probably middle school because yep. you're not allowed to be around young kids as if every man is a freaking pedophile. Like that's how society works. You know, guys don't work at daycares. You know, you know, no man can change your two-year-old daughter's diaper. And so, I say all this say like we're taught from there's this checklist of male traits that we're just taught, and the fact that we just think more men are more men are the only thing they're going to do is keep continue to teach these traits, the same thing they were taught. And until we change and acknowledge, like dog, you know, what's a good human? First of all. What are the expectations? You know, I I know you guys damn, damn over half my life. I don't think any one of you guys are a pedophile. So my thing is, you should be able to watch a young child. You know, no more than any woman I know. Like, and I I've known you longer than damn near any woman I've known. But they'll let a freaking random chick babysit. They'll get somebody off of what? Uh, what's the babysitting and all babysitting that? Yeah. yeah, they'll they'll get a, a stranger. <laughs> you know, think about all these daycare things and people mistreating kids. And maybe you're not a pedophile, but men tempered. They don't know how to deal with kids. Their their anger, their attention trans too short. Well, probably because I never had to deal with them. If I would have started dealing with them when I was eight, maybe. You know, so. Toxic masculinity is just a, unfortunately, it's a, we're, we're victims of, it's it's a, there's levels to it, but for the most part, it's just, can't escape it. It's very hard to escape. Yeah. And, you and, and you, I'm you, not you, saying it doesn't exist. I mean, there is a such thing as toxic masculinity. I, I think, oh yeah, but you know, the, same way there's a, a such thing as racism, but it's it, everything isn't racist, right? Some things it's just, um, you know, we talk about stereotypes and, and those types of things, stereotypical versus being racist and that type. I, I think that's what it is. Like there has to be a certain level of that person trying to hold somebody else down, belittle somebody else prop themselves up that that's when i feel like it becomes that toxic masculinity piece versus like you said this is society and as much as we want equality in society there is a little bit of men still have some social roles versus women having social roles expectations and stuff like that so that that that's the problem i think with it is so many people want to to slap that label toxic masculinity on there but we mm-hmm. there's this sliding scale. You want me to be a little bit masculine, but not too much masculine, right? And and it's like when oh, I when yeah, I when but, I where oh, where's yeah. that limit, right? And it's it's different but for you, every woman. But you remember I always talk about like nobody ever wants to be villainized. So because you use the term toxic masculinity, you can't address the issues. Just like you can't address race because everything is associated with racism. We can't, you know. It, it could be not something harmless, but we'll talk. An example might have been like, you know what? I'm love is love, yada yada yada. But I want my kids marrying black. 
you might say that, but you know, I don't want my kids bringing home anybody outside of the race. You know, that might be your 7% of your, which I'm out of my 12% races, you know, but that, there's no other term we can use. And so you, if we're using the word racist, okay, you're, you're 12% racist. You might be 12% toxic because the same level, like I feel like a man should still be the provider and protected out of that because you're, you're subscribing to the stereotypes and whatever that been usually probably benefits you and what makes you comfortable, you know, and you don't want to challenge it. And, and that's fine, but you're going to fight it. Like I'm not toxic because now you fall in the same level as every other Toxic. You the, fall in the, the same the level Kevin as Donald Sanders Trump. And the hoteps. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, 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 like yeah, all of it. Like because you're trying to distance yourself so far. So you, instead of hearing the things that might be offensive or challenging to somebody else, they want to talk about. He's it. like, Mm-mm, we can't talk about that because you're not about to lump me in with the Kevin Samuels, the 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 Donald Trumps, and all the other guys. You know, Andrew Tate. And, yeah. <laughs> so. Good question. Yeah, yeah. Let's yeah, let's go ahead and close it out, Razzy. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Um, oh, thing I got, man... Yeah, I want to uh, shout out uh, the, some firefighters up in, I think it was up in uh, Pittsburgh. They, fa- a family's house was burning down. They got the family out and the the teenagers, they had tickets to go see Taylor Swift the next day. And the girl was just bawling about like her dress or whatever. And the firefighter went back in the house, grabbed the dress and some of the kids clothes or whatever and got it out. Um, they, they, you know, the, the fire department said, hey, it was safe enough for them to do that. Um, they wanted to make that kid's day, that type of thing. And so that's what the, the firefighter did. So I want to shout out to that firefighter. I don't know if I would have done it, uh, which is why I want to shout you out for going back in a burning building to get a dress for a kid to make their day and make them feel whole. Um, the rest of the house burned down. They ain't getting nothing else. But she got that dress and she was able to go to Taylor Swift concert in her dress that you know she had made a big deal about um so i want to i just want to shout them out good job on you know going the extra mile because wouldn't have been me <laughs> that's all i can say yeah so if this story would have ended differently and a firefighter would have lost her life because they went in a, it would have been the same that's that's that submersible stuff i'm gonna start calling that submersible stuff <laughs> <laughs> that, that's that is some that is submersible thought process or thinking uh, that's all you got Ryzen. that's all I got man uh, uh, well shout out to Inspire You On Air the new beat of the bay thank you guys as always for tuning in be sure to tell other people to download the app for free check us out every Monday at 10pm Central 11 Eastern uh, I mentioned Father's Day at the top of the show I want to bring it up one more time and give a shout out to my wife who has, you know, I see a lot of posts on social media where guys say um, we, we're we never shown love or like how they get crappy Father's Day gifts or no gifts at all and no acknowledgement or you're only 
your only love for what you can do. Some, however they word that post that goes around all the time. Like men are only love for what they can provide or something like that. I don't know that. I don't know nothing about that. My my woman, she she comes through and she came through again on Father's Day. So I just want to shout out you, Tabitha. You really made me feel special on Father's Day and you've been knocking it out the park the last few years. So just wanted to mention that. And also, last but not least, tell people, visit 3brothersnosense.com. Not only can you listen to the latest episode that we have each week, but there's always some good merch on there. And it's priced. It's it's, it's a buyer's market. <laughs> that, that's the way it's priced, man. I'm telling you, from shirts to hats, coffee mugs, we got you. And, and, and like, we got merch in and out. It doesn't just say 3 Brothers No Sense. You can go in and get um, different shirts that have different sayings and things on there so check us out we got crop tops sleeveless shirts everything for men and women so check that out three brothers no sense.com well belated happy father's day to all you guys since we didn't really get to record since then so and so all the fathers out there i definitely wanted to go out there and say that i want to give a shout out to my timeline I did not see any of the traditional has become traditional back and forth about the single mother being recognized as a father. And I'm just I don't know if I if people have just gotten past that and just grown or maybe I've, you know, muted or unfollowed people because I did start, you know, downsizing who I connected with based off of certain posts like that. Um, So. Congrats to all the, the, the fathers out there. Uh, happy Father's Day. Thank you, ladies, for, you know, and kids for spoiling whoever you're honoring and all that stuff. Uh, secondly, I am excited. Headed to Mobile this weekend. So by the time you hear the show, I'll be back in Houston, but heading to Mobile this weekend for the Hollis family reunion. So that is my grandmother's side of the family. Uh, my cousin, big cousin. Uh, Melvin Johnson, better known as Hooli from Truth Be Told Sports, will be out there. So that's the first time we're we've been in the same city like that in a while. Well, in Mobile in a while for something good. So I'm excited about that. So I'm just gonna go ahead and close it on out. Anything else, fellas? That's it. All righty. Once again, you are all invited to come to Houston uh, Juneteenth, uh, 2024. I guarantee it'll be a hot one. Until then, uh, don't wish me happy Juneteenth. Three Brothers No Sense. Your favorite barbershop style podcast. Six Rules of Podcast. Listen, like, share, subscribe, comment. And most importantly, listen again. Talk to you next week.